The Pelicans will be okay. I promise you the Pelicans will be okay despite a nine-game losing streak and falling to 10th in the West. Doesn't mean the loss to the Nuggets isn't concerning, but you finally saw some signs of life from this team. Looking at the big picture, that was really important. Let's break it down in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked on Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all day after the Pelicans lose to the Denver Nuggets, 122-113, losing streak going to nine games, falling to 10th in the Western Conference. It's a little stressful here. But I actually am still not ready to panic, and I truly do believe this team will be fine, and I'll explain why in the first segment. And it has to do with what we saw from Brandon Ingram in this game, the good and the bad. Today's show is going to be a little bit different. I have three segments planned out. This first one might spill into the second, but then I want to look at Herb Jones, maybe Larry Nance Jr. as well, and then get into the third segment. Kyra Lewis Jr. getting zero minutes. What? And it's going to tie into what we're going to also talk about in the first, potentially second segment. So a little bit looser in today's show than I normally would have it. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, giving you different perspectives on this team, what you need to know, the good, the bad, the trade targets. We got it all. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Comment down below on YouTube. Are you panicking yet? Yes or no? So let's look at this game. Let's look at this game from the Denver Nuggets because there's two ways you can view it. There's glass half full and there's glass half empty. There's everything will be fine and everything is not fine and this team's in free fall. There's signs of life. The season's collapsing. Whichever one you want to feel is totally fine. Be respectful about it because you could go either way with it. And I get that. They're on a nine game losing streak. They've really dropped in the standings, but they've also been without Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson for the majority of that. As I've said before, I think it's kind of understandable that they're losing games. And when they're fully healthy, this team is really good. And it's not even when they're fully healthy. It's when one of Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson are fully healthy, and that fully healthy is a key part of this. They're also really good. They went on a seven-game winning streak without Brandon Ingram. But Brandon Ingram isn't fully healthy right now, even in this game. He is still injured. He has said he's playing through pain. He also missed about two months of action. He still looks rusty, doesn't have the rhythm in his shot and things like that. He's not the normal Brandon Ingram. So when they struggle, when he makes some mistakes, doesn't shoot well, it's all understandable. But you also saw how important he can be to the offense. The offense has been the problem during this losing streak, unable to get points, things like that. They had 37 in the first quarter against the Denver Nuggets when he came out and looked great, dishing out assists. He had three or four in that first quarter alone. He made everyone better. Simply his presence out there on the court made everybody better around him. 
That's signs of life from the offense that at times struggles. That went away towards the end of the second quarter in the beginning of the third quarter when the game really got away from New Orleans there. You saw Brandon Ingram have some couple of bad passes. The team make a bunch of turnovers and things like that. Not ideal. We can get more into that a little bit coming up in a minute here. But you saw signs of life. And it shows that they can... They still do have some of the things that made them good. They haven't just completely vanished. They just haven't been able to put it together for four quarters. But if you think Brandon Ingram is trending upwards, that he will get a little bit healthier, that he will shake off some rust, and if he does put it together for a full game, the Pelicans will snap this losing streak. Denver's also a really good team, and you hung around with them for the most part, even had a lead. It's still asking a lot for role players to step up, especially when Brandon Ingram's not at 100% or at his usual self. I think he gets a couple more games before we really start to worry. I don't even really worry about it till the end of the season if he's still playing like this. Then we can say, what's going on? But right now, we have an answer to that question. He's in pain. He's playing through pain. Whether you think that's reasonable or not, it's just your view on the injury that he suffered, the toe contusion. It just It is what it is, right? He said he's in pain. I think we have to take him at his word for that sort of thing. He's trying to play through it. He's still figuring out how to do so. Again, all of these losses seem understandable to me. But as long as he gets back fully healthy, which hopefully we see him in a game or two kind of at that level, I think this team will start to win some games. I truly do believe that. Then when Zion comes back, I think they'll win a whole bunch of games. They were top five offense, top five defense when they were fully healthy, and even when they weren't fully healthy. There's the makings of a really good team here. And I'm also thinking about the future. I've been very concerned about that because I'm looking at their cap sheet for subsequent seasons, the luxury tax for subsequent seasons, and Gail Benson's not going to pay that money. She's not going to pay that money. That's not me watching out for her money. I want her to pay it. I'm going to be annoyed when they make a trade that sends someone out or when they don't re-sign someone because they're being cheap and don't want to pay the luxury tax. I'll be the first person and loudly criticize this team for doing it. But I also understand it's the realities of a small market and you're staring that in the face right now. So I'm not ready to make a panic trade because I also want to keep this window open as long as possible. And I do think this team will be fine at the end of the season. That said, there's an asterisk with that. I don't think they're going to be a top four seed in the West at the end of the season. They might be six. They might have to go in through the play-in tournament. And this season will be considered, because of that, a disappointment. It'll be considered a disappointment because of injuries, not because they underachieved. Injuries derailed the Pelicans' season. That just happens. Sometimes it always happens. The Sacramento Kings are third in the West right now, they've had some of the best injury luck in the league. And it is luck, unless you think there's something going on with the medical staff. And we just don't have enough information or insight to be able to do that. So when I look at this team, I go, okay, B.I. is starting to put it together. This was the best he's looked. The offense had moments where they looked good. There were also moments when the offense didn't look good. We'll look at that when we talk about Kyrie Lewis Jr. in the third segment. That makes me feel like things will end up being okay in the long run. It might be a disappointment compared to the expectations we set at the end of the uh, at the beginning of the season, but I've long said expectations need to change throughout the year. They need to go up or down depending on the circumstances. Right now, unfortunately, they're down. They get in at six, I'll be happy. They get in through the playing tournament, I'll be happy. They miss the postseason altogether, then it's a different story and we got to start to really look at more things. I just don't see that happening, but I've also made peace with the fact that they're probably not going to be a four seed because of injuries that just happen. 
That's what it is. And that's why, as I said in the open, I think the Pelicans will be just fine. If you don't think that, that's totally cool too. You can want them to trade and panic. I'm just not going to look at that. But if you're doing that, I urge you to look at next season and the season after that as well when it comes to the salary cap, the luxury tax, because there's going to be some unintended consequences from all of those trade machine trades that you send me. Okay, let's get into Herb Jones a little bit, Larry Nance Jr. too. There were signs of life there that I think are really important, particularly from Herb Jones. I want to get into that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, point spreads, to who will score a touchdown. You can get those prop bets, who's the first player to score, different things like that. Those are awesome ways to have a little bit more fun with the game. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. The app is gorgeous. It's laid out well. It's just super intuitive. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash NBA. Make every moment count Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. Even in the midst of a losing streak, I greatly appreciate you being here and tuning in and making Locked On Pelicans part of your day. We're covering everything you need to know about the team. There's people who aren't doing shows right now because the team's bad and they've stopped caring. We're here Monday through Friday, completely free like no one else is. Subscribe, tell a friend about the show, and of course, comment down below on YouTube. So let's look at this game a little bit more. I just kind of wanted to give you in that first segment more perspective around why I'm not panicking with this. I see signs of life. It means I do think they'll put it together. I do think this team is actually really good. And they'll get Zion back eventually. He's not going to be out for the season. That's going to matter. Just depends on when. Then they do need him back sooner rather than later. But it sounds like he's progressing well. They also started to get some help from other guys that really needed to get going. Big time needed to get going. And one of those guys was Herb Jones, who finished with 21 points on the night that ties with CJ McCollum for the team lead. 21 points on 6 of 8 shooting, 2 of 4 from 3. He was aggressive in this one. This looked like a different Herb Jones, trying to attack the basket, getting fouled, and going to the free throw line a bunch. 7 of 8. Four rebounds, four assists, five freaking steals from him, including at times good defense on Jamal Murray, who's just an incredible shooter and shot maker. There's only so much you can do there. But Herb Jones getting going is big. You know, they've been playing bad offense at times. They're going to continue to play bad offense at times until B.I. gets back to being the usual Brandon Ingram. And he will. But getting another guy to step up is huge. Huge. It, it's it's massive to get him scoring like that. You need people to pick up the offensive slack, and Herb Jones has not been doing that for this team for a while. But I do think he is an important piece for this. New Orleans got out to a 12-point lead in the first half, and it had less to do with Herb Jones's shooting and scoring than it had to do with a lot of the steals that he had. You know, we talk about turning defense to offense, right? That is something that Herb Jones does. 
for the team. He might not score as he turns the defense to the offense. It might go to someone else. He might not even get credited for an assist. But when he blankets someone with his defense and it forces a missed shot that the Pelicans get and get down the court and run, and they played fast in the first quarter. The pace was up. They were playing in transition, running after misses, running after Denver Nuggets turnovers that they were forcing. It got him easy points. And then that started to stop later in the game and the Pelicans couldn't get out in transition and run. And it was actually the opposite for Denver. New Orleans would turn the ball over. They would get out and run. You're just gifting them points. Herb Jones turns defense into offense, but often doesn't get credited with anything in the stat sheet, which can sometimes mask the impact that he's making in the game. And he was doing it in this. He's a big part of the reason why the Pelicans got out to a 12-point lead in the first half. Getting steals, getting stops, allowing New Orleans easier transition scoring opportunities. It's offense in a sense, right? Just he's not the one converting. But you know he has it in him. You know, in that game where he went 0 for 5 from 3 and kept missing, I said, I like that he is shooting. I liked that he kept trying to score in this one too, taking four threes, getting downhill. It also showed him that he can do a little bit more and doesn't just need to be a three-point shooter. It's like one of those things that Antonio Daniels says on the broadcast. Sometimes a guy just needs to see the ball go in the hoop, raises their confidence, they go out and they play a little bit better. Maybe Herm Jones just needed to see a game where he realized he could get to the free throw line. And so he's going to start doing that more now. Sign me up for that because they still need people to carry the offensive slack, the offensive burden, because right now there isn't a lot of structure to this offense. And I want to look at that more in the next segment when we talk about zero minutes for Kyra Lewis Jr., which is a big question mark. You know, you have CJ McCollum, who at times has been inconsistent this year. It's unfortunate. You need guys to step up. Herb Jones did that in this game. Trey Murphy did too. 14 points from him. Three-point shot wasn't there. One of five, but tried to play downhill, tried to be aggressive and go out and score in other ways. I like that. Show me that you're multifaceted. That's a big thing. Trey Murphy, by the way, in the Rising Stars Challenge, along with Jose Alvarado, took a blow to the leg, didn't really play anymore after that. Hopefully, he's going to be okay because this team cannot afford any more injuries. But you started to see some very positive things against not a good defensive team in the Nuggets, but a good team overall. And that at least gives you some life, some spark, some things to try and build on, some things that you can point to on film and go, okay, that worked. We need to do more of that. And that's what I hope the big takeaway is from this game. That's why I'm encouraged. And some of the other games we've seen, there really wasn't much positive to take away. This one there was. You saw... Quarter and a half, two quarters of really good Brandon Ingram. That's kind of the base, the foundation. You got a good Herb Jones game, a good Trey Murphy game. Trey's three-point shot will be fine. That's how you build this up and try and weather this storm with this absence from Zion Williamson. But there's also other times where what the heck is the offense doing? And that's things that need to be fixed and need to be fixed by the coaching staff. And we'll look at that coming up next. By the way, Larry Nance Jr. was awesome. Awesome. Cleaning up misses, being aggressive, going after boards, 13 points off the bench, 11 rebounds. Loved what we saw from him doing the dirty work, doing the hustle work, sparking things for New Orleans, getting his arms in the passing lanes, two steals from him. Great performance from him. Truly great performance. More of that, please. These guys need to step up. They did it in this game. They just went into a a team at home that was really good. So let's look at Kyrie Lewis Jr., this offense, and what the heck is going on at times 
in the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. One of my goals has been losing weight, been doing it for a little while now, and also putting on more muscle, which I've done, which is awesome. And my secret is, is a Built Bar, either in the morning or at lunch, to make sure I'm getting more protein. And sometimes... I've tried this before with other protein bars and things like that. They're just chalky. They taste terrible. And I just can't do it because I don't want to. Built Bar, I'm looking forward to it because with Built, healthy is actually tasty. And these are so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, which means they're perfect for your New Year's resolution. So what makes Built Bars so good? For starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. They taste like a candy bar while, ma- while maintaining amazing macros. They're healthy, 130 calories, four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And I've been telling you for years to go to built.com to order a box. You don't need to, you can just get them today. Go into Walmart, go into Sam's Club. You can pick up a four box, a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, a 13 bar box of the hit flavor brownie batter and churro. Go get your built bars. You can thank me later. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, looking for the positives and what's a rough stretch and why I think they're going to truly turn it around. And it's fine if you don't too, but I'm here to give you my perspectives. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. And if you want to do one thing that helps support the channel, comment down below. Are you panicking or not? Do you still think this team's going to be fine? Have your expectations for the season changed? Mine has. Okay, so what's still going on with the offense? That has been the biggest problem. You can look at this and be like, whoa, they were terrible defensively. Except they really weren't. They were good in the half court, but they got torched in transition. The Denver Nuggets had 26 points in the fast break. 26 points in the fast break compared to just 15 for New Orleans. That's the game right there. That's where they lost this one was turnovers, 24, uh, sorry, 15, 15, 24 was fouls, 15 turnovers leading to easy buckets at inopportune times for the Denver Nuggets. Missing shots and then Denver getting the rebound and running before New Orleans got back and got set. Maybe that's altitude. I don't know what it was. That stuff's got to start to change. There's, there's, a, there's a number of takeaways that are infuriating from this game that, in my opinion, really start to fall on the shoulders of head coach Willie Green. Your offense is muck at times. It's just a bunch of Brandon Ingram isolations and CJ McCollum isolations that usually result in mid-range shots, which they can make, but also are going to sometimes miss. That's not a good offense, right? We all agree that's a terrible offense. So if that's what it is, take more threes, right? Except New Orleans only took 27 in this one. Now they were eight of 27, under 30%. But take more threes. What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose by not taking more threes? Devontae Graham, one of four. Shoot more. Trey Murphy, one of five. Take eight. They need to start taking more threes to at least try and even some of this out. It might be your best chance to catch up in games that you know, you're down in. But if you're not going to take more threes, and it doesn't seem like Willie Green wants this team to take more threes, otherwise we'd see a rise in this, right? How many times have we said they didn't take enough threes in this game? 
you know, Pelicans took 27, Denver Nuggets took 36. There's a significant difference in that number. If you're not going to take more threes, okay, attack the basket. Get downhill. You saw it from Herb Jones. Good job. They were in the bonus. It allowed them to hang around. There's another guy that can do that. We just saw him do that against the Milwaukee Bucks. Kyra Lewis Jr., 15 points from him. He was 7 of 11. Is that right? I can't quite remember. Zero minutes. Zero minutes. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I really do not know. After a good game like that against a good Bucks team, you wouldn't play him against this not great defense that gives up points in the paint and shots at the rim. That is exactly what he does. So if your offense and you're content with it just being nothing and isolations and just bail out shots because the shot clock's at the end, is that truly what you want? Because Willie Green's making me question that and he's making me think maybe that's just actually what he wants. And I really hope that's not the case. I really, really hope that is not the case, but when you see the rotations and guys getting minutes or not getting minutes, I don't have an explanation for it. I don't have an explanation for it. I don't know what to tell you. I wish I did. I have zero idea why Kyrie Lewis Jr. didn't play in this game. At one point in the third quarter, your guards were turning the ball over. You were trying to make too many passes and things like that, and they were bad. And it led to fast break opportunities and easy points for the Denver Nuggets, who are already a good offense as is, and you're just like, here, take some free points. Put a dude in the court who's at least going to get the ball to the teeth of the defense. If he loses it under the basket, at least you have some guys that can get back versus dudes just losing the ball on the perimeter. I wish I had something for y'all. But this offense really does need to be retooled in how they're approaching things because that has been the problem during this nine-game losing streak. That has been the problem. Turnovers leading to empty possessions leading to, you know, it's essentially a four-point swing, right? You get zero, they get two. You know, if you had gotten two and then been able to get your defense back and set, maybe you could get a stop. They actually did that in this game in the few times that the defense was back and was set. It just wasn't enough, and that's a big part of why they lost this game. You've got to retool that, and it means playing those kind of guys or taking more threes. You rip for the shot, don't go after the offense board, everyone get back. Everyone get back and just get set and try and play half-court defense. But they have guys in no man's land that aren't really going for offensive rebounds but aren't getting back. That's got to be coached out of those guys. There's got to be more fight from this team. That's the coach's job. That's the coach's job. What's the game plan? What do you want them doing? And it doesn't seem like there is big cohesion with that. That's got to change. I, I don't think Kyra Lewis Jr. is the answer to this Pelicans nine-game losing streak, right? But given you're on a nine-game losing streak, how much more can it hurt to try him? You lose 10 games, which you're likely going to do anyway, playing the Denver Nuggets, or the Denver Nuggets, the Dallas Mavericks on Thursday. That's We're expecting an L, especially if you do the same things over and over again. Change it up. Get a good couple of quarters from Brandon Ingram and change it up and use a guy that maybe can score. Please, please, something, right? Something different. Play through Jonas Valanciunas more. He's five of nine, 10 points. Played 19 minutes in this. They like a smaller uh, ball guy against Jokic, but 
I don't know. Like you've got to do something different rather than these isolations that just lead to nothing and tough mid-rangers for guys like CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram, which is a big part of the reason why Brandon was 17, uh, 5 of 17, under 30%, and why CJ was 7 of 19, 37%. Those aren't, that's not good efficiency at all. Ingram had 16 points on 17 shots. You had CJ at least be positive on that, 21 on 19, but you got to retool this offense. You don't have to build it from the ground up. You just need something that works for now until you get Zion back, until you get Brandon Ingram back playing at a high level. And if you had done this sooner, it might not be a nine-game losing streak. It still might be, but it could definitely at least have us say, maybe not. That's kind of what you're hoping for right now. Just stem the bleeding till you can get healthy and hopefully go on a run and be fine, even if the season's going to end up feeling like a disappointment at the end. But it was derailed due to, let it let the season be derailed due to injuries, not coaching decisions. <sighs> Frustrating loss. Vent in the comments down below if you need to. It's totally okay. Or if you're not panicking, let me know that as well. So, more trade targets probably coming up tomorrow, more perspective on this team and why they could be good, why you've got to worry about other moves they might make, and why I do think still everything will be fine. That's coming up later in the week here in today, in today, in this week's episodes of Locked on Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.